Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Dom Lewis here from the Philly Sports 444 podcast. Um, before the podcast gets started, I just want to let you guys know that I'm trying out a new intro um, with the podcast. So I had um shout out to my guy, Dave Franchise. He recorded it for me and I appreciate his efforts for it. So um, I just want to let you guys know that there's a new intro and I welcome any feedback you guys have on it. Um, yeah, just let me know what you guys think. All right. So, um yeah, enjoy the podcast, enjoy the intro, or if you don't enjoy the intro, let me know. If you don't enjoy the podcast, let me know, all right? So thank you, guys. Appreciate it. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? This is Dom Lewis here with the Philly Sports 4 Podcast. This is a special episode, episode uh, for NBA Free Agency, and I actually... Have a guest with me today. It's my first guest ever on the podcast of my brother, my, my own brother, my blood brother, Tyler. Tyler, say what's up to people. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so, listen, I, I brought my brother Tyler on the pod because uh, I trust I trust his acumen when it comes to basketball, and I trust his acumen when it comes to the league. So, I'm very, very happy to have him on the pod with me, and we're just going to, you know, talk about NBA free agency today. Talk about, you know, the dealings that's going on with the league. He'll give his opinion. I'll give my opinion. And, yeah, we'll just get into it, man. So I'm very, very excited to have you on. Ty, how you feel, man? I feel pretty good, man. You good? You good? Yeah. You want to tell uh, everybody about yourself or anybody, you know, in case they don't know who you are and, you know, if you want to just tell, you know, who you are and what you do. Well, of course, I'm Dom's younger brother, uh, the youngest. (laughs) My youngest brother, yeah, my youngest brother. (laughs) Um. I love basketball. Um, I don't keep up too much, but I definitely know what goes <laughs> on. Big uh, huge Kawhi Leonard fan and Ron John Rondo. Um, right now, I uh, currently work at Giant. Been there for about three months now. But um, yes, yeah, a little bit about me. We're we're okay. And then at the end, we can plug your social media and all that other stuff. All right. So I'm just, I just jotted down like the headlines basically, and we can just go through the headlines. Uh, basically, what I jotted, and I know I'm probably missing a few things, but I just want to get the big headlines of what happened last night and today. So, uh, with NBA free agency since 6 p.m. yesterday, that was uh, July. I'm sorry, it was June 30th. Today is July 1st. Since 6 p.m. yesterday, we had Katie and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan go to the Nets, Kemba Walker go to the Celtics, Terry Rozier go to Charlotte, Al Horford went to the Sixers, Tobias Harris on the max deal with the Sixers. Jimmy Butler in the signing trade goes to the Heat. Um, and then in turn, the Sixers get Josh Richardson. I got Chris Middleton signing the five-year $178 million deal with the Bucks. Dame and Clay, they both signed max deals. Dame got $196 million. Clay got $190 million. Uh, D'Angelo Russell with a signing trade goes to the Warriors. I heard they might trade him, though. But right now, that's what he's on the Warriors. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon signed the deal. Uh, it's a signing trade. He went to the Pacers. The Knicks, they get nobody. The Knicks got absolutely, they didn't get KD. They didn't get Kyrie. They didn't get Zion. They got Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, and Wesley Matthews. And um, last but not least, this is more Sixers news. JJ Reddick signed a deal with uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. So, uh, New Orleans is kind of building a squad down there, but we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later on in the pod. I'm really, uh, I'm intrigued to see what they do um, this upcoming season. Because I mean, I know they got some some young some young talent. They got um, 
you know, of course, they got Zion. They got a couple other pieces down there. They made a sign and trade with Utah. I think they got Derek Favors as center. Um, so they're, they're building a little squad down there. I mean, it's kind of it's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, what they can do, how they can compete in that Western Conference now that the Warriors are not going to be the dominant force that people expect them to be. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what they can do. Of course, the question that people are wondering right now is the, uh, where Kawhi Leonard is going. He still has not come out and said anything. Uh, it's down to three teams now, the Raptors, the Clippers, and the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers will end up getting them. I think it'll be more so just uh, – I think it'll go back to Toronto, but we'll, we'll see. But right now, we got uh, Kawhi Leonard still being the big fish out there in the open. Um, I didn't think Jimmy Butler would lead the six, And we'll get into all of it, but I'm just, just kind of rambling on right now. Um Jimmy Butler, I didn't think he would. I didn't think he would leave, man. I saw some reports today that came out and said, you know, that um, that Jimmy, he was uh, he was offered the the max, the five year max, the hundred ninety million dollar max, and, and refused to sign it. Then I heard some things that Woj said. Woj said he was never offered the max five years, never offered the max for four years. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe right now, man. But you know, a lot of a lot has happened in the first. I would say the first twenty eight hours of free agency. The first yeah twenty hours, a lot has happened. And uh, I guess I guess I just want to get your thoughts on how you feel about you know uh, NBA free agency so far. Have you been surprised any? And you know what do you see going forward? I guess. Um, I have been very surprised with the uh, free agency already, um, especially with the Nets. They was able to pick up three huge yeah. players. It's huge, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, they got KD, Kyrie, DeAndre. Um, that was a huge, huge pickup for the Nets because now it's not like they're just a one-sided team. They're very balanced. Right, um, right. But also, you got to... Remember that you know they got Katie, they got Kyrie, but Katie's out for a year, so they're not going to be the Nets that people want them to be yet. Oh well, yeah, but at the same time, all that is going to have to you know develop you know their chemistry. Right, right. Um, obviously, DeAndre Jordan is very good friends with Kevin Durant as well. Right, right, right. But also, um, you know, Kyrie and DeAndre, they can take this time to develop chemistry while KD is out. Right, right, um, right. Even though with KD being out, they still have that balance still. Um, they'll also be more of a defensive team as well. Yeah. With them still having, um, they still have Jared Allen, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They still have him. Yeah. And they have he was him. really good last right. year. Right. He was really good. Very good defender. Right, right, right. So right. he can definitely learn a lot more from DeAndre Jordan. Right, right. Um, I feel like they're um, be able to balance it out perfectly. Maybe they'll both start together, but obviously they'll be able to rest one another. Right, just in right, case right, right. They won't burn both of them out. Right. Um, also, um, Kyrie, he doesn't have to have to deal with that problem feeling like he has to be the main guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though he might have to be the main scorer on the team while Katie's out. Obviously, he could still be able to um, talk to Kevin Durant, you know, for them to make sure right. that he don't get over his head with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, with the Sixers, 
Um, Hold on, we're gonna go we'll oh, okay. six we'll in a second. Okay. I gotta ask you a question about KD now. Okay, what's up? So I, I just, I still can't figure it out. I, I've heard some things, but I still can't figure out like why leave Golden State in the amount of success you had out there, the team, everything they had out there it was just amazing. Like you played the best basketball you could play in your life because it was so easy. How could you leave that situation and leave Steph Curry? And Clay Thompson to go play with Kyrie. Now I'm not discrediting Kyrie. I think Kyrie is a great player, but when it comes down to it, the ease of playing with Steph Curry is much easier than playing with Kyrie Irving. How could you? I, I just want to know how. What do you think Kevin Durant's reasoning is for leaving that situation? Well, I won't go off exactly of the players. I'll go off by the system. Okay. Warriors are already in a great system to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Um, They did it before without him, and yet they also won with him. Mm -hmm. But um, it just seemed like for him to carry on with his legacy and how the way people always look at him, it was best for him to move on from the Warriors because, you know, if he just stayed there the whole time and then that's the only time he won his championship there, like, it's not going to feel as... How would people look at it? They won't feel as well deserved. Right. Like it was well deserved given to them. Right, right. Um, but also, um, you can see it from uh, from everybody, fans, um, the yeah. league. People were kind of tired of seeing them all <laughs> yeah. go to the finals. Right, 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 um, right. It just seemed like it was taking the enjoyment out of the competition of the league. Right, right. Um, you know, they've been there for five years straight. And it just seemed like, you know, they weren't beatable. You know, right. surprisingly, Raptors right. was actually able to beat them. Right. Um, you know, they were definitely the underdogs of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for the, for the competition to be uh, more refreshing, it was better off for him to go play off with another team. Okay. And also, um, Everybody felt like it was time for him to move on regardless. Right, you know, okay. Everybody started butting heads. You know, right. it, was, it was good while it lasted. Right, okay. So, so you just think it was just, it was just time. It was just, yeah. just time to go. I get that. I get that. Okay. Um, because, I mean, because if I'm if I'm KD and they're going to offer me the max, because they, you know, you know when that's your own player, you can offer him more money than anyone else. Kind of like, you know, with Jimmy Butler and the uh, Sixers. Right. But, you know, I'm looking at it like, yo, they're going to offer you five years, $190 million, and you're playing in the best system that you can play in. Why not? Why leave? But I get what you're saying. Like, it's just like, it's just after a while, it's just time. Like, you button heads, you know. Then I heard some things come out saying, like, you know, about, like, him, the, the people questioning him when it came to, like, the finals and stuff. Like, you know, why isn't he playing? And can you play? How you feel? And all of that. And I, I, listen. When KD first got hurt in the playoffs, I thought it was an Achilles injury. I really did. I thought, like, yo, his Achilles is blown. He done. And seeing him come back, and when he got that injury, as soon as it happened, I was like, yo, he blew his Achilles. Like, there's no way he just hurt his calf again. Like, he blew his Achilles. He can't even walk on it. Right. So, I think, you know, with that, mixed with the butting of the heads, mixed with, you know, just, I guess, just being over it, Maybe it was just time. Um, but I, I just I guess I'm just surprised. I mean, I'm surprised overall. Like I I, I didn't even think that you know, people was, was were so convinced that Kyrie would leave. 
I didn't think he would leave. I was just like, you know, why would he leave such a good situation? I don't understand why he would leave this situation. Like, you know, they're a really good team. They could really be like serious threats in the East for a long time. You know, I thought that he would like, you know, eventually just sign a deal and just stay with the Celtics. But I'm surprised, like they joined forces and now they're like the new super team of the East. So um, definitely going to be interesting to see how they compete over time. But um, I want to move off the Nets for a second. And I guess we can get into the Sixers because I recorded last night. I was on 215 Sports last night with my man Earn and uh, my man Terrell, uh, which was it was a great show we had. We didn't we recorded, uh, I guess, around 830 or so. We were on Facebook Live and we were on we were on while the Sixers uh, broke the news that they uh, did sign a trade with um, Miami for uh, Jimmy Butler and Josh Richardson. Now I'm going to just run down their moves real quick. So the Sixers, they max, they max out Tobias Harris, they get Al Horford, they do a sign and trade uh, Jimmy Butler for Josh. Uh, I'm sorry for yeah Josh Richardson, and JJ Redick signs with New Orleans. So like overall, what do you think? Uh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, I feel like they're almost on the same path still. Okay. Um, but the thing is, they're still an effective defensive team mm-hmm. uh, with them picking up Al Horford. Um, even though Jimmy Butler is a stud. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I don't think it was a bad pickup for Josh Richardson because I think people don't realize um, how athletic he is. You, you might you might have to school me on Josh Richardson because I can't see the benefit of having him right now. Um, to be honest, uh, from me looking at him playing on Heat every once in a while, um, he's kind of like almost like your Robert Covington. Okay. But just more athletic. Um, he plays good defense. He's very tall. I think he's about like six eight. Six six. Six six. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he plays aggressive and he can shoot. So, okay. So I, is he a better shooter than Cove? More consistent. Okay. I'll go with he's more consistent. Okay. Um, because obviously Robert Cumpton can shoot, but he's just not consistent. Right. Um But Josh Richardson, he's definitely um someone that can bring a lot of energy to the court with his athletic. Okay. Okay. So, and I think I heard you mention, you know, the Sixers are going to be a better defensive team. But what I've seen, like, a lot of the national folks, they've all come out and they said the Sixers are going to be, like, a top defensive team in the league. Like, adding Al Horford and having Josh Richardson as well. Um, Because the Josh Richardson contract is a favorable contract. You got Al Horford. You got Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons, who's an actual pretty good defender. Yeah. And then you got... um, Tobias Harris, who's a willing defender, not necessarily a good right. defender, but willing. So, and, but the, the the good thing about them is that they are a very lengthy team. They're very long. Right. So, um, it's going to be hard, you know, defensively to stop them. Like, I mean, if you heard some of the stuff that came out this year when the Sixers played the Raptors, I think it was um, it was Danny Green that came out. And he said, like, the, the Sixers were a tough – they were a tough team to beat because – of their length, of their size. Right. So, you know, they had already gotten a lot of props just for being a lengthy team, a very long team. 
But I look at it now like, okay, you're, you're very, you'll probably be a very good defensive team, and you'll be able to get rest for uh, Joel Embiid on certain nights because you could just have Al Horford play center, you know. But Al Horford isn't going to play 82 games, and you got to also think like, I guess they're, I guess they're building this team for the playoffs, which is what it's all about. But I'm looking at it like you still need shooting. So the way I see it right now, you got, you only got two shooters. You got, I mean, of course you got Joel Embiid. But you got Al Horford, who is a, you know, he can make a spot-up shot. You got Josh Richardson. But you're, you're consistent. You're, you're probably consistent shooter. Most consistent shooter you have on the team, excuse me, is going to be Tobias Harris. So you still need shooter because letting J.J. Reddick walk. I mean, not saying that. Listen, I've heard some stuff on radio all day, like people being mad at J.J. Reddick because he left. Listen, J.J. Reddick was going to get his money. I'm not mad at anybody right. who gets their money. You know what I mean? Like, if someone will offer you $26 million for two years, why would you take that over taking $6 million for one year? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, get your money. So, I, you know, letting him go, letting him walk was a big factor, I feel. And the Sixers, they're going to have to, they're going to have to. Now, Danny right. Green's still out there, but Danny Green is waiting, apparently he's waiting on Kawhi Leonard to see what Kawhi Leonard is going to do, if he's going to re-sign with uh, the Raptors or not, because if he doesn't resign with the Raptors, he'll, he'll be free to go somewhere else. If he does resign with the Raptors, then the Green's going to resign with the Raptors. So, I mean, what do you think the Sixers should do at this point? Well, you know, it's still early in the free agency. Right. Um, I don't think that's something that they weren't concerned about. Okay. Um, but like you said, we do have a few shooters as of now, especially in our starting lineup. Right. Um, you have basically four people that can shoot. Right. Which means you can space the floor out. And right. not only that you have four people on there, half of them can play down low. Right. Right. Um, so according to like the starting lineup, we we actually have great shooters that can also play defense. Right. That's something that was hitting us a lot with JJ Reddick, because JJ right. Reddick is not a good defender. Right, right. Um I do think it was uh bad for us to lose Reddick, but um at the same time we can figure out who else will be available in the free agency to pick up as a shooter. Right. Obviously, there's still a few PUS out there that's key for being a shark. Yeah, I heard like Trey, Trey Burke's still out there. You know, I, I was I really wanted the Sixers to try to get someone like Seth Curry, or uh, I really wanted him to get like George Hill as a backup, as a backup like point guard. Yeah, they could got him on the cheap. But uh, George Hill, uh, he stayed with some team. I forgot. What he stayed with the Bucks. Bucks. He stayed with the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. And they could have even made a run at like D Rose, like D Rose, and he got picked up by Pistons. Yeah, yeah, he got two year, two minute contract with the Pistons. I'm like, you could have like could have made a run. These, and I, I get it, like the Sixers are kind of short on money, but this could have made a run at some of these players. I mean, like time is running out as far as free agency is concerned. So I'm just curious as to they might have to acquire, they might have to acquire shooting in like buyouts. I mean, when the buyouts come after yeah. the All Star break, yeah. They might have acquire shooting then. They might have just deal with uh, what they have right now. Yeah, that's what I think that that's what they're going to do okay. right now. Um, but, like, I don't think we got hit too hard with us losing JJ. Okay. Because at the same time, um, like, when it was time that we knew that we need him in the game to shoot, if his shooting performance wasn't there, he was basically pointless to us. Right. And that didn't help us at all in the playoffs. Okay. Um, that's true. So... Um, be honest, like if we were going to keep him, I wouldn't have him starting. 
I would have him as a six yeah. man or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, for the people that we got now off of like their full potential, I feel like we made a better come up than. Okay, so you're cool with doing the sign and trade with Jimmy, like Jimmy going to Miami. I knew that we weren't going to be able to keep both Tobias yeah. and Jimmy. Um, to be honest, I felt like we weren't going to keep Jimmy in the first place. Really? Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't think that he had a problem not staying there, but it just seemed like um, his uh, his value to the league is a, will hit a lot more different than Tobias will. Um, I felt like Tobias was already in a stuck situation where um, he wasn't on a contender team. Right. So right. Um, Tobias was probably going to look forward to more staying with the Sixers just because of his value. Right. It was going to be hard for him to get to a team that was already contenders that didn't, well, that would need him for that. So you're saying he would have got paid on the market, but would he have been with a contender? Yeah. Okay, I got what you're uh, saying. Because the thing is, he was going to get his money regardless because he was having a good season with the Clippers. Right, right, right. Um, obviously, they was like somewhat of contenders, but you right. knew they wasn't going far. Right, 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 right. So I felt like, one, he was going to get his money, but I felt like he wanted to go to a team that he felt like would have a good chance of winning at right. the same time. Right. Okay. I mean, listen, when the news broke last night, man, I was upset because I feel like, like, okay, like, you know, the, the, the common theme of, you know, people ever since the Sixers lost in the playoffs has been running back next year, running back, right. get the same team running back. And I get it was going to be hard to keep all four of those players because right now they're talking extension with Ben Simmons. Joel B got his money like last year or something like that. They maxed Tobias and they were going to have to try to max Jimmy and there was no way they were going to be able to do that. But I, I just wanted I wanted Jimmy here because not just of not just because of his um not just because of you know his scoring or whatever, but I wanted him because he was ultimately he was the alpha dog or the alpha male when it came to this team in the playoffs. Like he was the guy that took over when he needed to take over. He was the guy that um forced the issue, I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but that speaks to Jimmy, and it also speaks to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like, they need to step it up, and they need to be those alpha males. Like, they need to, when the time comes, they need to actually, like, get that dog in them where they got to take over the game. And I felt like Jimmy added that to this team, and I felt like we were really going to be a a, a contender. Like, yo, six is going to be really tough. But, you know, seeing them lose Jimmy, man, it it upset me a lot. I'm not going to lie. And um, I felt like last night I was going off. I was on uh, Facebook, man, on Two and Five Sports, and I was just like, you know, six is going to be like a six or seven seed next year. They're not going to be a good team. But you know, after talking to a couple people, as far as like how they're going to be defensively, I never thought about the how they would be defensively, like with this team. And I guess they yeah, they're going to be a really tough team defensively. But I'm just concerned about them having shooting, like. Letting JJ go, letting JJ walk was a big piece. They traded away so many assets and so many pieces where it's like they don't have much to work with. And I'm just, I'm just curious as to what they're going to do as far as offense is concerned. Well, how do I look at it? Even though we got rid of our pieces that were very huge to us, um, it's still 
if that was if there was so much of a big deal, we should have been in a whole lot better situation than we had been for the past two years. Right. Obviously, I don't think that we should have lost. Did we lose second round two years ago? Well, not this past season, but last season. Yeah, we lost second round twice. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, for last year, you know, we'll go by, like, you know, the learning experience. You know, that's the next step of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to, to get a bigger piece, basically Jimmy Butler, and then we still basically had, like, the same team and we still only made it to the second right, round. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah. It's just, like... I felt like Jimmy Butler was good there for the time being. He was there, even though it was for right. um, half the season or whatever. Yeah, it's a short period of time. Um, because, like you said, he did have to be the alpha male of the team. Right. You know, um, obviously, Joel and Ben Simmons learned from that. So, obviously, um, Jimmy Butler did his time that he needed to be there for right. them to grow. Hopefully, they learned from that. Like, I feel like, you know, I think, see, I, I was talking to someone yesterday guy on my block or whatever and I was like you know people like you know they they, they clowned and beat after because he, he was crying after the game or whatever and the way yeah. he looked you know his faces looked everyone he's crying after losing to the Raptors but you could tell he wanted to win that game right like with Ben I don't get the same feeling from Ben like I don't get the same feeling like he wants to win like at all costs and all of that so I feel like Ben is so I feel like Ben is so like content and it's a problem to me because I'm like, yo, you're going to need to be that dog if you really want to win in this league. you got to be that dog. Like, well, there has been so many people that haven't been that dog, and they and there have been great players, and they don't win because they don't have that dog in them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when you look, take a look at the 16 Cavaliers, like the, you know, 2016 Cavaliers, and you took a look at where, how Bron played that entire, like, playoff run, like, he has some serious dog in him. Like, he really wanted to win that championship. And, like, they were down 3-1. And for them to storm back the way they did and win a game seven on the road, like, that takes a lot of dog, a lot of fight. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to have that. And, like, even this year, look at the 2019 Raptors. Like, they went on a, 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 a quadruple joint bounce to win the second round playoff series. They go down 0-2 to the Bucks in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Get him for four straight. Yeah, definitely did. You know, and then like not only just not only won game one of the finals, you know, they lost, they actually were fighting in game two. They could have won game two and then won the next two in Oracle. Came home, lost one, and then finished them off in Oracle to make sure it would never come back to Toronto. Like that took some dog in them. Right. And if you if you remember that game six, they were down in that game. They wow. came back in that fourth quarter and they won that game. Kyle Lowry has some serious dog in him. So the point I'm making is like, yo, you gotta have some dog in you if you really want to win a sh- if you want to win in this league, especially with the highest level, you need to have that dog in you. Well, see, I think there's multiple problems on that situation of why how the way Embiid reacted and how the way you feel that Ben Simmons is content with okay. the situation. Um, obviously. When we drafted Embiid, he didn't play for like two years. Right. So, um, how the way he came into the league was a lot more different than Ben Simmons came right. into the league. Um, obviously, during the meantime, when he did join the league, uh, Joel, he was also developing his game and also, like, you know, was getting that um, help from the veterans that was on that team. Right. Um, 
obviously with um, Ben Simmons, he's young. I feel like he's still caught up with the whole uh, like young lifestyle. Like he needs to mature enough. Yeah, and I talk, and I said that yesterday. Like he he like he's so caught up in the limelight. You know what I mean? Like I, you're right. He does need to mature. But go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. It's, it's fine. Um, but it's just like you know. For Hardaway and B react the way he did, you know, obviously we went by the whole motto that goes by him first, trust the process. You know, to be honest, we all felt like, uh, even at the beginning of the season, we felt like we thought we had a very good chance of making it to the finals right. and maybe even winning it. And then with us picking up Jimmy Butler towards the end of the season, you know, our hopes was even more up. Right. Because we really felt like we had the final piece to everything. Right, right. And for the Sixers to lose off of a lucky bouncing, you know, of course that's going to hurt and beat because it's just like, you know, that could have went either way. Right. You know, and he defended that shot. And honestly, he, I, I, I don't see any other, better way that he could have defended the shot. Like, he played the perfect defense when it's just Kawhi had a really tough shot. And at the end, I was just like, you know, I said, honestly, it's good. It's good as, I'm sorry, looking at the screen, man. Um, man, you got to see that and see what just happened. Rewind it here. Uh, just looking at. Um, so I lost my track of thought. This year it was just like this. Like making a trade for Jimmy made us feel like made me feel like we we're going to be a real contender. Making the trade for Tobias Harris really made me feel like we were going to be a contender. And I was just like, like yo, there's no way the Sixers are going to like they they need to they need to really buckle down and make this happen. And it comes back to that moment, I feel. Like, it comes back to that that shot. Even though Kawhi had a very tough shot. And I feel like, you know, he's a great player and all of that stuff. I gave him all the praise that I could give him. I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like the Sixers really let an opportunity slip through their hands, man. Like, I, I feel like the Sixers just, they had the opportunity, had the best roster that they could possibly have. And they let the opportunity slip, man. And I feel like I don't know how you I don't know how you recover from that. All right, Ty, you were talking about Ben Simmons and you said um, I was just talking about you know, him not, you know, not having a dog in him or not having that fight in him. And I'm not sure about it. So you were talking about basically about Ben and his jumper and what your, your thoughts were on that as far as being like a great facilitator versus being just a good facilitator. I just wanted you to touch a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we talked about before, you know, people was always criticizing him about his jump shot and not taking it or whatever, stuff like that. Mm hmm. Um, personally, I don't think him not taking any jump shots is the biggest problem. Okay. Um, you know, the person, uh, I made a reference to one of my uh, favorite players is Ron John Rondo. Mm -hmm. Um, like for instance, you'll see stats with Rondo only having maybe five points, mm -hmm. but he would end the game with about 17 to 20 assists, you know, right. at night. Right. It, um, it, it always amazed me though. Right. Like it always amazed like he would have like 
you know, single digit points, but his, his, his systems will be outrageous. Right. And it was just like, you know, you think about it like this is why Rondo's still in the league, you know, uh-huh. even though his attitude sucks. He's, <laughs> he's willing to, you know, put up numbers like this and show you what a true point guard is supposed to be like. Right. Right. Um, but it's just like, you know, I see that's how we Ben Simmons is in his own little way. Um, you know, I feel like he he doesn't try to score from jump shots because, you know, he feels better off down in the paint and scoring from there. But also, I know that he's a good facilitator. You know, he'll still give you anywhere between six to nine assists a night. Right. But for you not to put up any good shots, I mean, well, sorry, not good shots, but for you to put up any jump shots in general, I'm gonna need him to be an excellent facilitator mm-hmm. and not just a good facilitator at right. the end of the night if you're not gonna put up any jump shots. Right, I love that. Being a great facilitator versus being just a okay or good facilitator. I like that. I mean, people praise Ben Simmons a lot just for how he can see the floor, which is great, awesome. And I listen, I will take nothing away from him. I think people, as far as the general Philadelphia fan, has grown tired of it because they feel like, you know, what what point guard in the league doesn't shoot jumpers? I don't understand that. But I look at it like, you know, I've heard different points of view. Like people say like, he did a jumper and trade him away versus people that say stuff like, you know what? I don't care if he never shoots the ball. I just want him to do what he does better. You know what I mean? Like right. attack more, attack harder, attack better, pass the ball more, create more opportunities for, you know, this, that, and forth. Like instead of having just, you know, he's averaging 17 points a night. Like, instead of averaging 17, you need to average 22. You need to attack more. Get to the free throw line more. Right. You know what I mean? Make sure you have 10 assists to 12 assists. You know what I mean? Right. Make sure you have seven to eight rebounds a night. You know what I mean? Because he's already – he can get boards. He can, You know, he can do all of that stuff. Right. He's a great – like, when it comes to all-around basketball stuff in the stat sheet, he can do all of that. He's a great defender. All of that. Like, like for him – and people forget, like, he's going into his third – season on the floor as an NBA player. Like, he's been in this league a total of four seasons. But remember, the first season, he didn't even play. Right. You know what I mean? So, he's going into his third season on the floor as an NBA player. Like, you know what I mean? Like people people have been so critical and so hard on him. And I get it. They've grown tired of it because they just want to win so bad. And I want to win bad, too. But I, I need people to understand, like, he is a kid. You know what I mean? He is a kid, and he does need to grow and develop. He got drafted at 19. Right, right. I just, I, but I want him, I just want to make sure, like, that you understand how critical it is. Like, dude, I know you're going to develop your game, but I need you to understand how critical it is for you to develop your game because you're in a position now where you can really win a championship. Right. You know what I mean? Like, these opportunities don't come all the time. Like, they just don't. Ask LeBron, like, they just don't come all the time. You know what I mean? They're just not always there. So, I just wanted to understand, like, yo, this is a big opportunity for you, man, and take advantage of it. Just take advantage of it because you could be in gear 10 and be on a team that's 28, 54 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, a team that just sucks and it's not going anywhere, and that could be the story for the rest of your career. Like, you know what I mean? And I get it. You could be a great player all you want to, man, but ultimately they're going to judge you on the amount of range you have. Like, Charles Barkley, as great as he was, as great as he is, as a, you know, NBA lore – People always bring it up to him, like, what you don't got in the rain up. You know what I mean? Like, right. hey, Charles Barkley was great. 6'4", dude, he was playing against 12 forwards that were 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", and dominating them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was just a great player. Just a ball hawk. You know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, 
He couldn't beat Jordan. He couldn't get the championship. You know what I mean? So people are going to judge you on that. And I, I want him to understand. And Joel and B too. They're going to judge you on the amount of championships you have. And I get it. Like, this is a new age. Like, young, flashy stars. And you popping and all of that, man. Like, you out here living your life in L.A. You popping on social media. All of that stuff. You got 100 trillion followers. But at the end of the day, like, you play basketball. This is what you do. You know what I mean? Like, and you're in the game to win. Like, you know what I mean? And I think, I hope that... Although Jimmy's not here anymore, I hope that Jimmy instilled that amount of dog in them and the amount of wanting to win in them. Because with Jimmy, all he would say is, I just want to win. I just want to win. And that's, I really hope that they get that more than ever. So, that's how I feel about the Sixers right now, man. Oh, man, we've been talking a lot about the Sixers. Sheesh, we've been on a roll, man. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to, like, get into the rest of uh, free agency, like, as far as... Um, um, I mean, because last stuff has been about the Sixers, but you know, and we didn't talk about Kemba going to the Celtics and Rozier going to Charlotte. We didn't talk about Damon Clay getting Max Deals and, and the D'Lo signing trade. Um, so, what do you think about all of that stuff? Like, well, to start off with the basically the Kemba and Rozier switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one, I'm very surprised that Kemba actually did leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like he was getting ready to. It was well, probably with the Boston. Yeah, uh, he was offered a max deal, or he was able to get a max deal. Right, right. But um, I think he was willing to take take, less. take, take a pay cut. Right. To um, to have people join the team, so I figured they were going to try to reach out and try to have a superstar come to the Hornets. Right. Um, so I didn't expect him to actually, um, leave Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosaire, I know that either one, Rosaire was either going to stay and be the starting point guard there if Kyrie was leaving, or he was going to end up leaving with, uh, if Kyrie was going to stay. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, I feel like with Rosaire, that's. Not a bad team to go to, but obviously he's probably going to have that mindset thing in that he's going to be the man mm-hmm. type thing because that's how he felt when he was in Boston. Mm-hmm. Because um, with Kyrie being out, he felt like, you know, he earned the right of starting. Right. Um, so with him going to, I guess, a no longer a decent team, Charlotte, because they weren't that great. I mm-hmm. think they was fighting AFC majority of the time. Um you know, they ended up just losing Kemba. Um, Jeremy Lamb even left there. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, they're in a rebuilding stage. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he'll personally feel about that. Obviously, I think he still want to be on a contender team, but obviously he wanted to still start. Yeah, and he wanted to get some money. So. Right. I ain't mad at him for that. I mean, it's just like, good luck with being down there. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's just how I feel like at the end of the day, I'm like, good luck with, being, good luck with that, man. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're not gonna win down there, you know. Like, you're not gonna win that name. You wouldn't win on the Knicks. Like, the, I'm. Let me say this about the Knicks. I don't like the New York Knicks. Okay, I'm glad they're going to be mired in mediocrity for quite some time. I'm just so surprised because they were so confident that they would get KD, Zion, Kyrie, and that would be their next big three in New York. And it's like y'all didn't get any. Y'all didn't get anybody. You didn't get the first pick, right? 
You didn't get any. I mean, you got RJ Barrett. You know, you signed a couple like you know third tier free agents. Like you know, what I mean, you didn't get anybody. Yeah, you got veteran sharpshooters. Right, right. Some that Sixers probably could have done. Right, right. I mean, you got you got Julius Randle. You got Wesley Matthews. You got Bobby Portis. I'm just like. You know, you're not selling tickets with those guys. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no one cares about you having them. They're role players at the end of the day. They're not stars. You picked up role players. Right. You picked up role players. I mean, it got so bad for them where they had to actually issue a press release last night saying that they knew that the fans were disappointed. And the fans have every right to be disappointed. Like, they, it was, there was a report out there that they tried to shortchange Kevin Durant. Like, they wouldn't offer Kevin Durant the max because of his Achilles injury. I did like, hear about that. Yep. I'm like, are you stupid? It's Kevin Durant. Like, right. you offer him the max. Like, don't you know you don't that think he's someone a, else will? He's like, like the second best player in the league. He probably, an argument's sake, he's the best player in the league. Like, you offer him the max deal. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you would offer LeBron James the max if he tore his Achilles and he wouldn't become the next. Right. You do the same thing for Kevin Durant. Like, they have the same clout. You know what I mean? Like, and he has championships. So, like, and you're going to sell tickets with him. Like, what are you doing? Right. You don't not offer him the max. You know what I mean? And then Kyrie just, and he want no parts of the Knicks. So, I'm just like, I just, the Knicks are just a dirt. You know, I hate people use the term dumpster fire so much, but <laughs> the Knicks are a true dumpster fire. Like, they don't know what they want. Like, right. obviously, they don't want to be good. <laughs> they don't want to be a good team. So, um, yeah, man, the New York Knicks, man. I, I, I Listen, I was happy last night. I was laughing about it. But just looking at it as from a general basketball perspective, it's like mind-boggling that they are the you know one of the older teams in the league. They are one of the teams where you know they have this rich history, and you know they're in New York. Like they are the new team of New York, and they cannot get people to come there and play. Almost sound like the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot get people to come there and play. Exactly, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's crazy. Cannot get people to come there and play, man. So I, I look at that, and that's crazy, man. Um, what else happened in the league? I mean, I told you, like, Dame and Clay, they got the max deals. Yep. I didn't think Clay was going anywhere. I knew Dame wasn't going anywhere. I knew Dame would get paid after the season that he had. Oh, yes, excellent yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love Dame Lillard. You know how I feel about Dame. Man. I like Dame. Well, speaking of Damian Lillard, Trailblazers just picked up Whiteside. Yeah, they got Whiteside. They got actually they were I think they were, if I'm not mistaken, they were in on the uh the Sixers. So cause the Sixers deal became a four-team deal where it's like the Sixers had to uh you know did sign trade with uh, Jimmy Butler. They got Josh Richardson, but the the uh the Heat traded away Hassan Whiteside, they got Mo Harkless and they got somebody else. Yeah. And then the Clippers ended up getting like a the first round pick from I think uh I think from Portland or something like that. So, I mean, it'll be in a fourteen year. And I, you're right, they got they got white side. So they got they got white side, and they got Nurkic out there. They still got Nurkic. He's yeah, man, back. they got. It still got you know. They still got um, McCollum. So they're gonna be tough, man. Like, don't sleep on the Blazers. They're gonna be tough. They're gonna be really I'm tough. About to say, just stick with the system, but you know, right, <laughs> right. With uh, with Portland couldn't get past Golden State each time because they had to play them every single right, year right, in the playoffs. Right. That's who kept beating them every single time. Every and single then, time. And then for the Warriors, hopefully to be more weaker now since they're not right. gonna have KD. Right. Uh I believe that Boogie is on the search for a whole nother team. I don't think that Warriors is gonna resign him. 
Um, yeah, so basically, you, you're basically down with, with Curry and Draymond because right. Clay has to recover from his injury. Well, they got, they got what you call it, too, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to keep it. Yeah, them. they're going to talk about trading them away. I'm like, what are you going to trade them for? Right. Who are you going to trade them for? I mean, like, you know, he could be a good piece out there. And if you, if you somehow gave Boogie another deal, you guys could really can still compete. That's what's crazy. Like, Yeah, but I said, they can still compete. But the thing is, for some reason, I don't feel like Boogie fit their system as well right. as KD was fit in the Warriors system. Right, 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 right. Obviously, you can tell with the mindset with Boogie, you felt like he went there just to win a championship. Right. Obviously, you know, he played on the Kings for majority of his career. You know, they're also an up and rising team. Right. Um, but, you know, during the time that he was there, they weren't contenders at all. And then, you know, with him going to Pelicans, they were actually contenders, but he ended up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So, um, with him making the move to go to the Warriors, you can definitely tell that he wanted to win. Right. Um, but he's probably going to sign another small deal. I feel like he's going to get, like, another minimum deal. And then, like, if he plays well this season, he'll get a max deal. Which is why I don't think he fits in the Warriors system that well. Because he plays well as being the the main scorer, or at least the second scorer. Right. He can't really fit in a system where um, Golden State plays with a running gun type situation. Right, right, right. Curry and Clay do a whole lot of moving on screens. I don't think that fits well with Boogie. Right. Um, I feel like he's the type where, you know, he plays down in the post and do all his dirty work there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, here and there, whenever he wants to, he'll shoot a three if he wants. Right. Um, I just don't think that he was a good fit in the system for the Warriors, as you can see on the stats, because his stats look mediocre for, like, right. the first time right. in his career. And he was also hurt half the year. And, right. You know. So, obviously, I'll look at it like, you know, that was just a year to kind of get back under his feet now. Right. And I feel like he'll be better off going to another team where he can be used in a way that he would like to be used. Basically right. playing in the paint majority of the time, you know, basically kind of like going through him when it comes to scoring and right. also have the help that he needs. Right. I don't think he wants to be like, you know, second or third scorer because, you know, when he was on the Warriors, he was basically like the fourth scorer. Right. Fourth person right. to go to. You know, you had Clay, you had Curry, and you got Durant to go to right. before you get the boogie. So, I feel like he's better off going to a team that might actually need that might actually need a big man. Right. Be honest, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't even be mad if the Knicks would even try to get him. Mm-hmm. Because they need everything. They need everything. <laughs> um, man, that team is terrible. <laughs> they need everything. Uh, and, you know, I think, like you say, he should take like a small deal because, you know, if he plays on a team that needs him, you know, he does good, then boom, next year he's yeah. he's going to get paid. Right. So I look at it that he might need to go to a team that will basically need him. Right. Okay. Um, I think the last thing I want to do is talk about um, – wrap, we can wrap up with the Lakers. Like, what do you feel about the Lakers right now? Oh, man, I forgot. How can I forget about that? <laughs> man. Because um, right now, here's the thing. They got AD. They're in the running for Kawhi, but overall, I think that they still need another piece. So, okay, so the people that uh, they traded for to get AD was Brandon, Lonzo, 
and Josh Hart. And yeah, they kept Kuz. Okay. They kept Kuz. good. Um, and then I think they probably give up like an extra first round pick or something like that, maybe. Or is yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Um, well, the problem is their uh, their weak spot is their guards position. Uh huh. Um, obviously, you still got the upper three, the front court: LeBron, Kyle, and Anthony Davis. Right. Um, so I feel like they're, they would be good there because they're young, athletic. They can run the floor. <coughs> they could be very versatile. Um, you know, they can shoot, so they can spread the floor. Uh-huh. So I don't think their front court is the problem. Right. Um, you know, obviously, you know that LeBron's going to be like the facilitator or something mm-hmm. like that. So the one thing you're going to need is basically two guards that can shoot. You're going to need Because the thing is, wherever team that LeBron's on, he's always going to be the one facilitating. Right. You're never going to see LeBron, you know, do the one that's going to cut through uh, picks to get open, take mm-hmm. jump shots. You just know that LeBron's right. going to have the ball in his hands. Um, they could find someone else that, that is a playmaker, but <coughs> they're, going, they're going to need is shooters. Um, do you think they could trade for D'Lo? See the thing I don't know who's on their bench, right? Because if, if they, don't they, can, have, they don't have much of a bench anymore, to be honest. With you. I, I, yeah, I didn't think so. Um, <clears throat> I feel like they can get D'Lo, but the thing is, they're gonna have to give up first round picks. Um, they're they gonna give gave up, up two first. I think they gave up two first round picks to get Anthony Davis. So I would say um, because there's no other player that's gonna have the value of um, switching with D'Lo right off the bat, right? Um, the thing is, if so, if they get D'Lo, then they're just gonna have to get a whole bunch of mediocre veterans, right? Um, right. Because you gave up three people that were already young and you know trying to develop your game. Um, so at this point, I don't think it's smart for them to try to make like a trade offer mm-hmm. if it requires them to lose more players and then also lose first round picks because the thing is <coughs> if you do that then obviously you're going to go pushing towards uh, more of a veteran team and I think you want your team to stay young and fresh Right. Um, so basically I can't even think of anybody that might be in free agency or you know that that's decent shooters as of now but um, definitely they're going to need two guards that can shoot Right. And then they're going to have to build up their bench depth. depth. So, um, overall, I don't think that they're a bad team. I don't think that they will be uh, – I don't see them being top four. Right. I see them fighting six, six and seven. Right. As like I, said, I said uh, – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, uh, I was just – you know, I got my, one of my line brothers. He, he's an avid Lakers fan and, you know – he always talking junk, and I'm always like, "Yo, like, I don't know, I don't know where you're getting these like thought processes from." But like, the Lakers aren't like what they used to be. Like, they aren't that team where everyone just wants to come to LA and the Lakers and play. I mean, like, the Lakers haven't been really good in years. That's the Kobe era. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just haven't been good in years. Like, at the end of the day, um, I get that you have Anthony Davis, and that's cool. That's great, and he is a great player. And I know him and LeBron are like top five all time in player efficiency rating. I get that. I'm not a big stats guy. I, I use the eye test. 
I'm just looking at the game, and I can tell you just from how I, how I see it that those two aren't going to win you a championship. You need a third piece. You're yeah. just going to need one. You're going to need one. Like you said, they'll be fighting at the bottom of the that playoff race in the West, you know, because they don't have enough pieces. Right. You know, they're going to need somebody else. It'd have been great if they would have got Kyrie, but they couldn't get him. Right. So like, you know, and I look at it now, like now that leads me into my next question. Do the Lakers get Kawhi? Uh, to be honest, with them even trying to make it as a big three with him, Kawhi, and AD, even though it looks good from uh, players individually coming together, mm-hmm. I don't think the system will work as well. Right. Um, you know, obviously, I feel like they would be very great defensively. But, like, I feel like they wouldn't be able to gel together offensively. Right. You don't want to get too much superstars that's known for their scoring as well to be put all on one team. Because then it's just like, you know, now that one person is going to have to be the one to take the back seat. You know, kind of like almost similar to Miami. But yeah. the thing is, Chris Bosch was, yeah. was willing and was able to do that. Right. He was able to contribute in so many other different ways. I don't see those three actually doing it like that. Right, right. I agree. Um, Plus, LeBron LeBron and Kawhi play the same position. So, it's like, it's tough. Like, you got three, three, you know, threes. I mean, two threes playing, you know, on the court at the same time. Just kind of tough. Like, what are you going to do? Move LeBron to two? Like, I, or move or LeBron like, to one? I don't, and I don't then, know. Like, I don't, and the thing is, I think Kyle Kuzma is good enough to start. Right. I mean, he'd probably be great as a six-man and all, but I feel like he... They're going to need him to start. Yeah. They're going to need him to start. Like, I, I don't see how you can have it any other way. Yeah, so, but um, I, I don't see it as a, being a good fit. Um, right. I see Kawhi being better off either going to the Clippers or staying at Raptors. I mean, I hope he goes to the Clippers. Clippers got a young team out there. And, I think that... And they have a great coach. Yeah. Because Doc is a good coach. Like... He, he even managed them to get in the playoffs still, and they had nobody but Lou Williams. Right, right. And the thing is, he, he won six men a year again. That's right. Like three years in a row. I'm like, <laughs> that's just nothing but, but great coaching. Right, and then, right. You know, it's something that's going to really help them bounce back. I feel like they're going to still need an extra piece. I feel like you're always going to need right. a third piece for you to win a championship. Right. Whether if it's another player or just a great bench system. Right. Um. But I feel like going to the Clippers won't be a bad fit because that'll help out Lou Williams a lot when it comes to scoring opportunities. You know, he won't have to feel like he's the only one that can only be productive with that. Right. Um, But, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But um, I would see them being somewhat of contenders if he goes there. But I don't see Kawhi going to the Lakers at all. Not with how the way the system works. Right. Okay. Listen, I hope that he goes. Listen, I've been feeling like he's going to stay with Toronto for the longest time. I'm feeling like, listen, how could you leave that? You just won a championship there. Like, they are willing to give you anything and everything that you want there. I mean, you know the system up there right now and, you know, all of that. I mean, going to the Clippers, I know he loves L.A. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just hope that right now, I just... I mean, I, I, I kind of want the Lakers to be good again, but I don't want him going to the Lakers. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need them teaming up together. 
Cause I don't want to hear the Lakers talk. Like you know what I mean? Like right. Oh, we're winning shit. Like I've already heard it. I heard it enough already with just them acquiring AD. I'm just like, okay. Like you still need another piece before you do anything. So, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes. And apparently, he won't. The decision might come down like you know early as tomorrow. So we'll see. Um, but hey, it's been an exciting free agency period. Um, Hey, man, I love NBA free agency. It's it's probably better NFL free agency, to be honest with you. So, it's been a good uh, it's been a good uh, 20, 29 hours. Or no, no, I'm sorry, my my counter's off. It's been a good twenty seven hours. So it's been it's been good. It's been good. It's been good to us. Um, that's gonna wrap up the podcast for now. Ty, um, you want to tell them where they can find you on you know social media or whatever or you know, whatever. Um. My Facebook is my name, Tyler Lewis, uh, T-Y-L-E-R-L-E-W-I-S. Um, my Facebook. No, you say Facebook already. Um, my man, not Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I believe T-Lew it is. T-Lew3432, right? Yep, T-Lew, T-L-E-W-3432. Uh, you can look me up on there. Uh, that's my stuff right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and as always, folks, you can find us. Um, at four for four podcast, F O U R F O R, the number four podcast. That's on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I'll be publishing this episode shortly, so I'm going to actually uh, stop recording. And when I'm done, I'm going to you know trim it up and everything. It'll it'll be out definitely by Tuesday morning. So, um, I thank you all for tuning in and supporting the podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. You can subscribe on Apple, um, Google Play. You can subscribe on Spotify and Anchor. Um, or you can listen on anchor.fm. Um, yeah, we are on all those platforms. You can, I actually um, always post a link for the podcast on my Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So please give us a follow. Give us a shout. Um, interact with me on Twitter, man. I'm always there. I'm always available. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for the support. And until next time. Peace.